We thank God for our choir who has blessed us tremendously this morning. Thank God for the ministry of music. Amen. I am kicking off a preaching series this morning that will take us for a journey entitled The Unregrettable. Sermon series called The Unregrettable. What we will never regret doing. If you live for a few years, there's some things that you regret. Come on now, don't fool me. But for those of us who are believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, there are some things that we will never regret doing in life. I want to call your attention to the fourth chapter of the gospel according to John. We'll begin reading at verse 7. I want you to read the entirety of John chapter 4 before after the game. Today, we're going to pick up at verse 7 and follow with me as I read. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw again. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have said, well, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now is not your husband. Mm. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming 
who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point, his disciples came and they marveled at that he talked with a woman, yet no one said, what do you seek or what are you talking with her about? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out to the city and came to him. Verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. Amen. Watch Chapel on this first Sunday of this new year as I kick off this sermon, this new sermon series the unregrettable, I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, give Jesus a chance. Give Jesus a chance. Look at your neighbor wherever you are. Amen. Smile through your mask. They can tell you're smiling. Give Jesus a chance. Folk can tell whether you're mean, mugging, or smiling through the mask. Amen. Give Jesus a chance. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Bless this church. Guide and direct us. Use us for your glory. Go before us in every decision we make. Pray now that you be a healer. Pray, God, for our wisdom. Bless us so we might be blessings. Your words, my mouth. Bless your preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus a chance. Among many things, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Savior and Lord, is better, greater, and superior to anyone and everything. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, is better, greater, and superior to anyone and everything. Mary McLeod Bethune, a woman of African descent living in America, started a world-renowned university with minimal resources that still thrives today. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth is better, greater, and superior to Mary McLeod Bethune. America is the greatest country in the free world, but Jesus is better, greater, and superior to America and the ideals for which she stands. Social media is a great concept 
that has changed how we communicate across every line that might divide us. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth is better, greater, and superior to any social media platform. Amazon has changed the way we live and do business. But Jesus is better, greater, and superior to Jeff Bezos and Amazon.com. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is better, greater, and superior to anyone and everything. According to this New Testament text, an anonymous Samaritan woman discovers that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is better, greater, and superior to anyone and everything that she has or will encounter in life. As this woman approaches a well during the heat of the midday in the village of Sychar, this woman discovers that Jesus is better, greater, and superior to anyone and everyone she has encountered and experienced in life. As this woman, through dialogue, conversation, and exchange, gives Jesus a chance, she discovers that we ought to discover, watch chapel, that Jesus is better, greater, and superior. For those of us who are familiar with this New Testament text, this woman has experienced, according to the words of John, relational disappointment and social isolation. According to the text, and the tradition of the Jews, women come to get water early in the morning or late in the evening to avoid the sun. But this woman, because of her notorious reputation, is having to come to get water during the midday all by herself because none of the other women want to be bothered with her because of her reputation. According to her own testimony, her relationships romantically have been such a disappointment that she has been married five times and is currently cohabitating with a man that ain't her legal husband, but with whom she is shacking up in the present tense. Can I preach this? This woman has experienced failure, disappointment, frustration, but according to the text, her life is about to change because she is willing to give Jesus a chance. And on this first Sunday of this new year, I preach this message to encourage everybody watching far and near to give Jesus a chance. 
For those of us who have yet to be saved, who are newfound believers, and who are long-term believers, I preach this message so we might give Jesus a chance in every area of life, at every season in life. As believers, you and I will never regret giving Jesus a chance. And while we ought to give Jesus a chance, let me preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me. We might as well be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we have been slow to give Jesus a chance. We should give the Lord a chance. We should obey Jesus. But if the truth be known, there are some areas in our lives, some seasons in life where we have been slow, resistant, and reluctant to give the Lord Jesus Christ a chance. I wish I had 10 folk who could testify and say, Preacher, you're talking good. Amen, somebody. Can I make this plain on this Sunday morning? We have given Ray Ray and Peaches a chance, but we have not always given Jesus a chance. We gave this and that a chance, but we have not always given Jesus a chance. We gave Charlotte, the DMV, and the ATL a chance, but we have not always given Jesus a chance. We have given agnosticism and atheism a chance, but we have not always given Jesus a chance. We have given retail therapy a chance. We have given loud a chance. We have given lean a chance, but we have not always given Jesus a chance. But on this first Sunday of the year, I preach this to encourage everybody to give the Lord Jesus a chance in your life. This woman, an anonymous Samaritan woman who has been married five times, old for five, living with the man right now that ain't her legal husband, social isolation, Frustration, disappointment is willing to give Jesus a chance. This woman could have just given up on life. But this woman gives the Lord Jesus a chance. What does it mean to give Jesus a chance? When you and I give Jesus a chance, it means that we are open to his overture. When we give Jesus a chance, it means that we are open to his overture. Look at the text. Jesus is, if nothing, radically consistent. Jesus makes the first move to beginning and initiating a relationship with this woman. The woman comes to get water. <clears throat> Jesus, who has been doing the work of the kingdom, is physically tired and thirsty. The disciples have gone to the city to get food, but there's water in the well. And when Jesus encounters this woman by herself at the well, Jesus initiates contact to begin a relationship. Amen. Amen. 
And this woman gives Jesus a chance by being open to his overture. Jesus says, can I have some water, please, Miss Ma'am? Sis, can I have water? And this woman does not ignore him. She does not dismiss him. She does not say, talk to the hand. She does not ignore him. But this woman says, why would you ask me, a woman, for water? I sense that you are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Why would you even be engaging in a dialogue with me? Men don't talk to women in public, and Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. But this woman is open to his overture. And watch, chapel, you and I can give the Lord Jesus a chance when we are open-minded to the overtures that Jesus makes towards us. Jesus is always seeking to begin, renew, cultivate, and deepen our relationship with him. They are incidents, they are circumstances, they are situations where the Lord is trying to knock on the door of our lives to get our attention. And as believers, you and I can leave the door closed or you and I can open the door and be open-minded to the overtures that Jesus is making to begin, cultivate, renew, and deepen our relationship relationship with him. Somebody asked you to pray for them. That's the Lord asking you to become more prayerful. Somebody expressed disappointment with what they're going through in life. That is God trying to express an overture for you to be an encourager. Somebody is going through what you went through five years ago. And they have reached out to you and given you an opportunity to be a wounded healer. God is always opening doors to deepen, strengthen, and cultivate a deeper relationship with him so he can use us for his glory. Let me raise the question. Are you going to keep the door closed or are you going to open the door so Jesus can cultivate, deepen, and strengthen our relationship to and with him. Giving the Lord Jesus a chance means that we are open to his overtures. But giving the Lord Jesus a chance is not just being open to his overtures. Giving the Lord Jesus a chance means that we are convinced of his claims. As you read this New Testament text, we find something significant that takes place in this conversation that Jesus has with this anonymous Samaritan woman. As Jesus dialogues with this woman, we see that there is a progression of his identity in her eyes. When the conversation begins, Jesus reveals that he is a Jew. As the conversation progresses and they talk about living water, 
Jesus says, or the woman deduces, that he is greater than Jacob. But it just doesn't stop with Jesus being a Jew or greater than Jacob. As Jesus and this woman dialogue, the woman says, I perceive that you are a prophet. But it just doesn't stop there. Before the woman goes to testify of her encounter with Jesus, the woman says, and Jesus confirms that there is going to be the Christ who comes, who will reveal all things. And Jesus confirms her question and says, I am he who you speak of. Look at the progression in the text. The woman becomes convinced that he's a Jew. Then she becomes convinced that he is greater than Jacob. She becomes convinced that he is a prophet. And she becomes convinced that he is the Messiah. When you and I become, we, when we give Jesus a chance, we become convinced of his claims. Watch Chapel, if you've ever spent any time in church, vacation, Bible school, Baptist training union, or any form of Christian discipleship in the life of any sound, spirit-led, biblically-based church, you and I have heard the claims of Jesus Christ. According to Scripture, Jesus claims to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. According to Scripture, Jesus is God incarnate, living on the earth. According to Scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. According to Scripture, though the world be in sin, Jesus is the curse breaker to sin that Adam brought into the world. According to Scripture, without Jesus there is no new life. There is no abundant life. There is no eternal life. Jesus has given us claim after claim after claim. And as you and I give Jesus a chance, we discover and become convinced of his claims. In other words, Jesus puts it out there. But as we develop a relationship with him, we become increasingly convinced of his claims. Can I preach this in here? It's one thing to hear your mama, your daddy, your grandmother, your godfather, your family talk about he's a way maker. But it's another thing when you discover that he's a way maker all by yourself. It's one thing to hear somebody else talk about he's a healer. But it's something else when you discover he is your healer. It's one thing to hear somebody else say he's a redeemer. But it's something altogether different when you discover he is a redeemer. It's one thing to hear somebody else talk about he can answer prayer. But it's something altogether different when you hear and experience him answering your own prayers. When you give Jesus a chance, you become convinced of his claims. In other words, I know he's a way maker. I know he's a healer. I know he's a provider. I know he's a protector. I know he's a savior. I know he's a deliverer. I am convinced. 
mother's claims. But I can't stop right there, watch chapel. When you give the Lord Jesus a chance, we become convinced of his claims. We become open to his overtures. But when you give the Lord Jesus a chance, you learn to evangelize enthusiastically. Yes, you become open to his overtures. Yes, you become convinced of his claims, but you evangelize enthusiastically. Evangelism, which comes from evangelical, has gotten a bad rep because there are some folk who have made the term evangelical political and misrepresent what evangelical really means. We are evangelical because we believe in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Evangelical doesn't have anything to do with who you vote for. Evangelical doesn't have anything to do with where you vote or how you vote or your political affiliation or your political pet project. Evangelical means that I spread the good news of what God has done. And look at this woman, this woman who came to the well one way, leaves the well another way. This woman who came frustrated is now fulfilled. This woman who came disappointed is now delivered. This woman who came isolated is now in good company. This woman who came one way now goes back to her town another way, evangelizing enthusiastically. And when you give the Lord Jesus a chance, you got a story to tell. You got a testimony to share. You got good news to share. Come see a man who told me everything about myself. That may not be your story, but who on this first Sunday in January has a story to tell, a testimony to share, good news to proclaim? Does anybody have a testimony on this Sunday morning? God has been a way maker. God has been a healer. God has been a provider. God has kept me. God has sustained me. Yes, he is. He's been good. He's been faithful. He's been able. He's been providential. Go tell your story. Tell somebody of what he's done for you. Tell them about the bridge he's brought you over. Tell them about the obstacles you've overcome. Tell them how he turned your trial into a testimony. Tell them how he turned your midnight into midday. Tell your story. Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere that Jesus Christ is good, that Jesus Christ is faithful, that Jesus Christ is a miracle worker, that Jesus Christ is awesome. Give Jesus a chance. Let me help somebody. Don't just give them a chance today. Give them a chance in every area of your life. Don't give them a chance in just January. 
Give him a chance all year. See what the Lord does in your life. Sometimes it's amazing how we will give other stuff a chance. But we get real impatient when it comes to Jesus. Now you done gave Ray Ray a chance for 20 years. You done gave Peaches a chance for 30 years. She still don't want you. But you still hanging in there, pining away. Come on now, talk to me. You know some of that stuff you done put in your body ain't been good for you, but you giving it a chance. Come on now, ain't no, come on, ain't nobody talking good to me now. But when it comes to the Lord, gee, it, 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 it just ain't work for me. No. Give, maybe the Lord is teaching you patience. Maybe the Lord is teaching you long-suffering. Maybe the Lord is working some stout on your behalf. Don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking God. Don't turn your back on Jesus. Don't stop tithing. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop fellowshipping. The Lord might show up on the day you said, I give up. You and I will never regret giving Jesus a chance. Somebody right now, if you're not saved, you don't have a church home. You're not saved, you don't have a church home. You want to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to accept Christ as your Savior and Lord. We want you to go to the contact, ta contact us tab on our website. That will give you direction and guidance on how to unite with Watch Chapel, how to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. We want you to kick off this new year with Christ as head of your life. Not just in theory, not just in talk, but let the Lord be Lord of your life. Lord, we pray right now for every man and woman, every family that is tuned into this worship celebration. Pray, God, that you might lead, guide, and direct someone to accept Christ, to unite with Watch Chapel, guide and direct. Lord, lead somebody to Christ right now. Let the Holy Spirit do its work. Holy Spirit, work in our lives. We follow you. We surrender to you. We yield to you. Have your way, God. In the strong name of Jesus Christ, the people of God said amen. 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 On this first Sunday in the year, we celebrate this holy meal of the Lord's Supper. Wherever you are, we ask that you join us in celebrating and partaking of this holy meal of the Lord's Supper. Lord, we thank you for the elements. We thank you for the bread that represents your body, the blood, the wine that represents the blood of Christ. We confess all of our sins, our thought, word, and deed, omission, and commission. We partake of this holy meal as an act of obedience to remember what you did for us on the cross of Calvary. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, 
broke it and blessed it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me and we do likewise. He took the bread. He took the wine. and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. Let the church say amen. 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 For those of you who tuned in late, we are Suspending in-person worship indefinitely as an expression of care, concern, love, and safety. We ask that everybody tune in on Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, participate in our seniors' ministry, men's TNT, women's TNT, we are having no activities, meetings, events on campus. The numbers are going in the wrong direction with this new Omicron variant. We want everybody to be and stay safe. Continue to pray for Watch Chapel. Continue to serve. Continue to give. Check on your brothers and sisters in Christ. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. And the people of God said amen, amen, amen. Come on, choir, bless us.